Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. We're going to be talking about the importance of yoga and meditation for bikini competitors because I think it's something that's not really talked about a lot. And obviously, we talk about mindset on this podcast, and I think it really does go hand in hand. And Caroline's really, really helped me kind of refine what I've been doing. And I've already started to notice the difference with my prep this year. So I thought, let's get this lady on. She knows her stuff. Um, so, yeah. I'm super excited. Welcome, Caroline Mason, to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah? I love it. We have so much that we've actually, like, brainstormed, so we'll see how long this goes. Can you hear Bert? Sorry, Bert, my dog's barking. Bert, do the podcast. This is when podcasts are useless because you've got the cutest dog ever. I know. He's looking at me. Just wants to get involved. (laughs) Yeah. He helps me with yoga. <laughs> but I say that's like a, a pre wizardcrit. Pre wizardcrit is that even a word? <laughs> pre requisite. That's the one. That's a J. You need you need a pug in your life that helps as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so chat to us about kind of how you got started. Have you always done yoga from a young age? Was there kind of a time in your life that you had this shift? Talk to us about that first. Okay, so I started practicing yoga about two and a half to three years ago. And I'll be totally honest, it came from a totally aesthetic point of view. I saw all these like yoga poses on Instagram, thinking, oh my God, they look so cool. Like, I'd love to be able to do that. So that's how I kind of got into it, following um, Jessica Oli. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, she's really big in like the yoga Instagram, really famous for that. And so I started following her, got her ebooks, and um, yeah, like I said, I just kind of did it from more of that aesthetic point of view. I heard about all these benefits about yoga, how it really helps you with your mind. I just thought I'll give it a go. And I'll be totally honest, I didn't fall in love with it straight away. It did take a bit of time, but it kind of came into my life at a time, I think, when I needed it most. I was going through quite a tough time um, in my life, more like with work, feeling a little bit lost in my job that I was doing. And I used to come home from work feeling like really busy in my mind, roll out my mat, get on my mat and just do a little bit of yoga and started to feel so good at the end of it. Just so clear in my mind, the worries that I had and didn't seem so big anymore. And so I think, yeah, that just kept drawing me back then. So not the physical side. It was more the mental side, drawing me back to my mat all the time. And then my practice just went from there, really, really fell in love with it. And I went away to Hawaii with my husband on a holiday and did yoga every morning by the beach, which was just perfect. And that's when I really fell in love with yoga. I, I can't quite describe to you something inside me that shifted like mentally as well. And I just felt like such a calling for it. And then um, so I still carried on like in my job, realized it wasn't lighting me up anymore. I didn't love it like I used to. And I kind of feel like we have such a lot of pressures that you know, we go to uni, you have to have your life set out from such a young age. So I went to uni, um, became a teacher, primary school teacher, was like, yes, this is it. I'm set for the rest of my career. I'm going to be a teacher. And I never thought that as I was getting older, like to the end of my like 20s, that I would realise I just didn't enjoy the job anymore. And that I found really difficult to come to terms with. And that's when I think like yoga really helped me. And then I just had like a really bad day at work and I remember coming home and just being really upset and saying to my husband how much, how miserable I was. Like I didn't enjoy it anymore. He didn't light me up. And he's like, well, just quit. It was like as simple as that. Just quit. And I was like, okay, I'll quit. 
I'm so dead, Hannah Minogson, and I, this um, weight just came off my shoulders. And then that's when um, my husband was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'd really like to be a yoga teacher. Like, I really fell in love with it. It really helped me. I wanted to help other people. And so then, yeah, Hannah Minogson. So I went from working and earning full time as a teacher um, to being unemployed and went off to be a yoga teacher. Also doing my personal training qualification as well. I went away to Lombok in Indonesia, did my training with um, Stefan um, Pamaleri, who was incredible. And it was just the best experience of my life, best thing I've ever done. I think even if you don't want to be a yoga teacher, I think just everyone should go and do their yoga teacher training. Um, yeah, so then I just really fell, like I say, fell in love with it. And I just feel so much happier for it, like doing something that I love and it lights me up. And yeah, so that's like yoga for me. <laughs> I love that. Because I came out of uni and I definitely felt the pressure. And I feel like I feel the pressure again since I've got engaged. Like, it's kind of like big milestones. Everyone oh. expects you to have, like, your five-year plan. Mm -hmm, and I think it just shows that you've just got, I don't know, just kind of expect to kind of have a bit of a weird path sometimes. But as long as you're happy and doing what you do. And I think it takes a lot to be able to quit, your, like, acknowledge that you're not happy, quit your job. And actually, em like embrace the fact that you're going to be unemployed and not really sure where you're going to be heading in some respects. And I guess kind of yoga teaches you in some in some ways to embrace that journey and actually to love it because it will lead you to the kind of maybe the path that you need to be leading. Yeah, definitely. I mean, life life is so life is precious as well. And I just kind of thought I, I, it took me a while to realise that in my job that that I was miserable because I just kept going about it every day. This is what I went to uni for. This is what I'm going to be doing for my life. And just thought, no, what, no, there's not, not okay. I don't have to do that. Like I can change what I'm doing. Now who knows, like in 20 years, I might not even still be teaching yoga. I don't know, but you just got to do what's right for you at that time. At the time it was right for me to go into teaching. And then at that time in my life, it was right for me to leave and then come into to doing yoga. And I'm such a big believer in the things happening for a reason you know, learning from all those experiences that you had in life, making you who you are today. I don't regret any of it. And I loved, I, I still do love teaching uh, children. I work in a special needs school two days a week on supply. If I feel like I've got the best of both worlds, I get to go in, be a teacher. Yeah. And it's not that I felt like I couldn't do the job of teaching. I just didn't want to anymore. Yeah. And but I think there's so many things in life that we feel like we have to have together. Like you say, like, um, like marriage and having children you know, I'm 30 and feel the pressures of having children, but I'm not ready for that step yet. And that's OK. But I do feel the pressures that, you know, we've been married. Well, we've been together for a long, long time. We're married for four years and should have children. But no, you don't have to just because society tells me to. Exactly. I think it's exactly the same with competing generally. People, it's like your idea of what your body should look like. 100%. It's very, very similar. I, I definitely do think there's a lot of similarities with yoga, meditation and bodybuilding. And you do see in bodybuilding a lot. I think when you first go into it, you focus very much on training and the physical side. But I think the more you go into this sort of lifestyle, you start to see that it's not just a game of your body. It's a game of your mind. And once you get your mind in the right place, then your body starts to follow. I definitely think that is true. So from your perspective, like, talk, let's talk about contest prep generally. You have some friends in the competing world. I know you help a lot of girls with their contest prep and even in their off season and 
showing them how yoga and meditation could help them do that. So from your perspective, how does yoga and meditation for you, how does it help bikini competitors during their contest prep? Obviously, when you are in prep, you're putting a lot of stress onto your body, onto your mind. And I just feel that yoga can really help you create that balance. You know, life after all is all about that balance, that yang, that yin. And obviously when you're in prep, it's a lot of this yang, you a lot of work, a lot of hard work. And then yoga can just be that balance to help study all out um again obviously perhaps like place a lot of stress on your nervous system as well so yoga can really help with that and also when you um obviously train in the gym you've got a lot of stress on your joints your muscles and yoga can just like help facilitate like a healthy range of motion help with your um increased mobility in your joints facilitates um an effective like development of muscle length helps with your flexibility as well Obviously, if you think if you're training so much, then your muscles are getting really tight. I don't know if, do you stretch a lot after you've been training? I do. I probably don't stretch enough at still, but I have, I do a lot more like foam rolling. I do weighted stretches. I do like a combination. Yeah, that's really, I just kind of say if you're, what the, if you're someone that goes to the gym, you go and do your workout and you come straight out and you're not, you're not doing any stretching, then yoga can be that there to help with that help create that balance i know that like a lot of people in in the gym that i go to literally come train and go so you need to have that whole that whole balance of it all not just the the weight training side of it also it really helps um with your posture so when you are in a yoga class you obviously put yourself into different postures different asanas as we call them in yoga and it really helps with your body alignment and how your body should be in these different um, postures not just, I think, it's not just, I think it's important really on when you're on your prep as well, but also for anyone, I think everyone needs to work on their posture in our day and age, like our generation. We're spending so much time sitting, hunched over a computer, on our phone, and it's just going to create loads of tightness and tension on the lower back, in our shoulders as well. And, you know, in the long run of things, we don't want to be in pain, we want to be happy in our body. So yoga can just help us teach us how to align our body properly. Also with our posture, it helps reduce stress in your body. It helps the efficient um, movement of your digestive system, feeling more energized as well. You think if we're constantly compressed, like hunched down, rounded for our shoulders, we can't breathe properly. We can't, um, yeah, nothing's working properly. We're not digesting our food properly because of our compressed posture. So Again, like, it's like yoga off the mat. Always being mindful of your posture. Your shoulders drawn back, chest lifted, keep those ribs drawn in. That's going to make massive difference, a massive difference as well. As well to your posing as well, actually. I've noticed this, because I obviously work from home, being, like, rounded. Yeah. And when I've been watching my posing videos, I'm still bringing that in. And I have to really, like, mind-muscle connection, mm-hmm. bring myself up. And it does transport, it does make your physique look so much different as well. So not just from, there's so many different kind of integrations that yoga can cut in terms of benefits, what it can do. It's not just from what you're saying, from a, from a posing standpoint on stage, obviously to show that you're more, it shows more confidence, it shows that you're more poised and it can make your, as I say, it can re, I definitely think it can change your physique. And when you look at some girls, Sometimes you just want to pull them up. Yeah. Like yeah. pull the shoulders up, if that makes sense. If you think about your presence on that stage, lined up with a lot of girls, if you're like not feeling very confident, it reflects in your in your body. So if you're not feeling confident in your mind, you are going to be more hunched over. 
And it's yoga helps to like some of the poses that we do are like power poses. So they take up as much space as they can. If you think uh, there's studies that show this as well. So it does reduce that stress in the body. And if you think say animals in the jungle, like you, your big animals, um, think like a gorilla, for example, they take up so much space. They're proud and they see, they are more, it's like more of a competent animal, does that make sense? Rather than like a smaller animal and stuff. So yeah. it's taking, they're, they're power posing, they're taking up as much space that I'm confident, I'm here. And there's lots of studies that show like how that can really help your confidence. For anything, even like going to like an interview or going into something where you feel a little, a little bit anxious. And then when you're on the stage as well. So yeah, posture is really important. I know when you said as well about having a lot of, when you are posing, you're doing a lot of um, extension in your back. So yoga, if you went to like a yoga class, it would really help just moving your spine in different ways and doing it safely and counterbalancing some of those um, positions that you're putting in when you are doing your, your posing on the stage, helping strengthen the muscles in that correct alignment as well. A hundred percent. Because even when I'm doing um, stiff leg deadlifts, for example, and even squats, and I see with other girls as well, it's so easy because you're constantly pushing your ass out, basically, when you're trying to do that back pose. It does kind of, I've noticed that it started to flip into my training. But obviously, if you're overarching your back when you're doing squats, that's not good at all. And same with stiff leg. Yeah. So I have yeah. personally found that yoga's really helped me to crunch back in. Mm, yeah. Because if I, because yeah. my, I've got, I think I've got quite mobile hips anyway, but yeah, it really does. People seem to think of things like yoga and meditation or, or it only helps for those 10 minutes. It really does over time start to like impact on the rest of your life mentally and physically. I think that's what people, some people maybe don't realise. I think it's so important to kind of acknowledge as well. Yeah, it's not just, it's like yoga as well. And I feel like that's what, made a difference in my life it's not just that time on my mat it's everything that I'm learning all the changes in my brain as well applying things that I've learned on my mat off the mat in a more calm and controlled way and also like from a physical standpoint as well like I I have improved my posture like I've like grown like an inch from like when I did my yoga training because I was so compressed in my spine in my legs as well I used to lock my legs out so it really helps with that, which is going to have made so many differences in my body. And I do feel better for it. Um, I was going to say something I kind of forgot about. Um, so yeah, I remembered it now. Sorry. Um, so also, I think we find, say, on Instagram, obviously, a lot of people taking photos of their bum really sticking out, which, again, like you said, I suppose, like with when you are posing, you've got that your bum sticking out, which, again, it, that's what you need to do for when you're competing, when you're on the stage for your posing. But like I say, we want to create that balance, because if we're constantly doing that, if we're constantly walking around thinking that's normal for us to stick our bum out that much, we're going to have problems when we're older, we're going to have pain in our lower back. And we don't want that, do we? We don't want to being a pain body just because something looks good and I think that's when it's like having that balance doing it for when you um when you're on your prep for when you're practicing your pros and for when you're on that stage but it's then having that balance that we're not doing it all the time and then using yoga as that balance in our life 100% so you've just been speaking you slightly kind of delved into off season there mm -hmm. hinted so let's go that let's go that direction so okay. in terms of yoga and meditation if someone's in their off season or post show in particular, what sort of things have you found has been really beneficial when you've been working with some bikini girls? A lot of people seem to struggle 
when they're in their off season, like you've been super lean and then, and also you've been restricting yourself on your diet. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, I can eat what I want kind of thing. But I think you've got to just remember all that determination and perseverance that you had during your prep and still applying it in the off season. Like if you're not being kind to what you're not being kind to your body. If you just then go and binge and you just, I think it's good to have that, you know, to eat food to nourish the soul as well. I get that. But then are you nourishing your soul if you're going to go and scoff on like 10 donuts or whatever? Yeah. And then I think it's like having that, not seeing things as being so restrictive when you're on your prep, remembering the reasons why you're doing it, what you're doing it for, not as a, I'm doing it because I can't have that or, you know, it's all negative, yeah. trying to flip it so it's positive. And then using... I have such admiration for people when they get up on that stage that, like I say, that strength and determination to get yourself on that stage looking incredible. You've got it in you and then use that to to apply it in your off season and just do it more from a point of self-love. You know, focus then what you want to do next. When you said in your previous podcast about, you know, reflecting about your performance on stage rather than seeing it as a negative experience, how can you learn from it? How can you grow? But do it from a point of self-love. Like, is it being kind to myself? Am I being kind to my body, or am I just abusing it? And I think, I think that's when, um, yeah, I think self-love all the way. <laughs> I definitely yeah. think in terms of the off-season for me, um, and I, I think I would probably say I started more of the yoga meditation stuff in the post-show kind of realm because I think when you are in that post-show state, obviously your hunger hormones are just going on overdrive. It's literally like some demon in your head going eat 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 and it's like trying to force like a a a, a tunnel vision for you to all all you're focusing on is food 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 because that's what your body's basically screaming at you for and what i found that yoga meditation really helped with for me was to have that moment of stopping and focusing on something else which wasn't food related and i think this is probably something which instagram or maybe the culture is not great for is that it's all focused around post-show treats post-show treats post-show treats yeah and that yeah. sort of thing but what i i'll just i don't want to repeat myself but what i found meditation was really great for me post-show and i really do contribute it um you know i'm not going to sit here and say that i sit to my plan 110 percent. i probably did like an 80 90 but i think the reason that i was ma- i was able to do an 80 90 is because things like meditation was helping me to actually have that moment to stop and realize yes my body's screaming at me but my mind i can control this it's just having that awareness i think definitely and obviously with my body oh sorry babe yeah it's just kind of about knowing no and it again brings you back to being content with the after show like you want to eat all this food but really take your time, enjoy it. And it brings you back to being more mindful with what you're doing. Enjoy that food you're eating rather than just the end goal of finishing eating all this, this junk food and stuff. And then you're just going to feel like shit afterwards because you've, yeah. you've binge basically. So enjoy it. Like, yeah, you, you've worked frigging hard for it and enjoy that food. Enjoy it for what it is. And then you reset your goals and stuff. I totally get it. Like, obviously, you've been putting these restrictions on something. But then it just comes back to that self-love. Like, are you being kind to yourself? If you then just constantly keep on doing that, no. mm-hmm. allow yourself to it, enjoy it, you know, embrace it, let go of all that guilt and then refocus. I think though as well, when, so how meditation helps more, I think I spoke more about the yoga and the meditation is that, so obviously 
we're so distracted in our life anyway and our concentration span is really reduced compared to how it might have been like 100 years ago we've constantly got distractions every spare moment we have we'll pick up our phone or do something we're very rarely just still and i think especially when you're in prep like when you say you have prep brain obviously concentration is going to be significantly significantly reduced so that's when yoga meditation can really help so it helps improve that concentration and this is when I think people think I've tried doing meditating, but I got distracted, so I can't do it. That's part of meditation. Yeah. Being distracted, you bring you acknowledge, oh, I got distracted, and bringing yourself back into that present moment. Um, and also, so that meditation as well, like so in 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 prep and uh, off season as well. So you're going to be holding like a lot of um, tension in your body, like muscular tension as well. It helps reduce that. It helps. Um, like so are your nervous systems wow like obviously you're going to be you play like i said you're placing your body under such a lot of stress your mind under a lot of stress i'm right in thinking that you prep brain that's all you probably mind thinking about food or got to get these workouts in got to do my cardio but again just with taking that time then just refocuses you start taking time so I think sometimes people see time out as like a negative thing. Like I've always got to be doing something. But actually, it just clears your mind, refocuses it, get ready to like smash your goals as well. And it also, I mean, this is all like a proof of my science and stuff. Um, you've got higher work efficiency as well, improved concentration and hormonal balance as well. Um, also, so like another important aspect as well that comes into like meditation and yoga is pranayama, which is breath work, so breath control. And I really feel like that could make a difference in prep, in um, off season, but most importantly when you're on that stage, because you're obviously going to be anxious. That's totally normal, and I think it's good to acknowledge those feelings. Like, oh, my body's telling me I feel anxious. Like, being more in tune with it. Oh, I'm feeling like I'm feeling a bit stressed. And it's okay. It's just acknowledging how we feel. But then the working on your breath reduces stress, gets rid of that cortisol in, in your body and brings you into that present moment. So say right before you step onto that stage or when you're on that stage, not worrying about the future, not worrying about the past or past experiences on the stage or, oh my God, what happens if I do this or whatever? That's not happened. It brings you into that present moment. Um, so yeah, there's loads of different planning armor exercises that really help with that. So I'd say, like, that can really help you, especially to help any competitors. Well, that's the thing with cortisol. It can be the killer. Mm-hmm. With competing, whether mentally or physically, cortisol can be such a killer. And that's one reason why I did compact to help girls reduce that stress. But then what you're saying is 100% going to help that. I've, I still experience this now, but I get if I get really anxious, then my stomach is like the... It's, for me, my stomach just tells me. It, like, I start getting like real bad cramps. And I just know that for me, that's a signal. I'm like, right, I've pushed it too far. This isn't being productive. So then I will literally spend 10 minutes just focusing on my breathing. And no joke, within 10 minutes, my pain's gone. I think- Whereas last year in prep, I didn't do that. I was just getting so wrapped up and just making it worse. And thinking, oh, I've just got to keep going. It's being productive. And actually, it's all about quality over quantity, I think, when it comes to your work. I think it's what you think that it's like a magic pill for women. And actually, you think how important breathing is. Without it, we'd be dead, basically. And so that's how important it is. When we're stressed, our breathing rate goes up. We're breathing a lot more. 
Whereas when we're more relaxed, we're not breathing as much, which again then gets rid of that stress in our body. So if we can then bring our awareness back into that present moment, calm us down, then again, you're going to feel more open in your body. You're not going to be create as much tension and tightness. Um, you're going to be more relaxed. It's going to show as well with that presence when you're on the stage that you are more relaxed. It's good to have that, that stress though as well, like having, you are going to feel a little bit anxious. We're not, we don't want you to like walk out onto that, that stage and just be like, hey, I'm here. You know? <laughs> oh, hey. Put it out. But it's just kind of, yeah, just bringing you into that present moment. And, you know, the science that shows as well, it gets rid of anxiety, helps people with depression, just through the power of breath. And if you, and again, it goes back to that posture. If you're not sitting properly or if you're not standing properly, we're not making full use of that effective breath. We spend a lot of time just breathing from our chest when we should be breathing into the belly, ribs, and then chest. Full use of all our breathing muscles, which is going to, that helps as well with energy levels. So if you think if you're having to breathe more because your, your body can't get all that breath in, it's working more. It's burning up more energy. Whereas if you're more upright, breathing properly, you're going to feel more energized. Just good. I'm less stressed. Bonus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, every single time you chat, I, look, I see your stuff. I'm just like, why don't you live closer to me? I want you to do all my yoga every week. And there's quite a lot of people that to do like um like YouTube videos and stuff. So I think that I might do that. I think. Yes. Yeah. I'll be your first subscriber. <laughs> Holla. Yeah. So in terms of the physical side, then, if someone's completely new to this. Mm -hmm. And they want to look at the yoga, the actual physical movements themselves, and then the meditation side. What would you advise someone, um, or what would you advise a bikini capacity to do to start off? Okay, well, when I first started, I didn't really know of any yoga teachers that around near me, to be honest with you. And it was just something I tried at home. So, like I said, I did use um, an ebook. The only thing with that is that it was a bit like, not that there's nothing wrong with um, ebooks in that sense, but it's quite good just having someone there or say like watching a YouTube video to help you with it. So one I'd say is go and see what yoga classes are out there. Try quite a few different ones. There's loads of different styles of yoga. There's lots of different styles of um, lots of different yoga teachers. You think like your experience with coaches, you've had to go through quite a few to find someone that suits you. And it's the same with yoga teachers as well. If you can't get access to uh, to see uh, to a yoga class, then there's so much stuff online. But then the ones that I would 100% recommend, there's Kat Methan. She has got a YouTube channel. It's amazing, like, the videos on there. And they're not too long, so it can fit in with your busy day. I think there's some yoga flows from, like, 10 minutes to 20 minutes to half an hour. Um, another um, amazing woman who's, like, my role model is Shona Virtue. And she has got her YouTube channel, there's loads of videos on there as well, again, ranging from like 10 minutes. I think it's got to like some up to an hour. So it can, you can fit it in. And if you want to fit it in, then you will. It's like having, you could get up earlier. Like if it, you can do a yoga for 10 minutes, it's going to make a massive difference. Just get up 10 minutes earlier. Meditation, they've both got lots of um, meditation videos as well. There's another girl, Nikki Aris. She's got a, a lovely like chakra meditation, which I really love. Um, there, there is a lot out there, but if you just, you know, there's, there's th those three um, incredible women that are great to get started with. It is different for everyone. There's Headspace as well, the app. That's really good. Um, yeah. Okay, just... You mentioned, sorry, you mentioned about different types of yoga. 
you hear about like hot yoga and then there's there's so many different types of yoga would you say there's one that is better or worse I, I don't know like if you could kind of go through the different types and maybe how they could help or not help because you know they're like fad there's fads in every industry isn't there so I'm guessing with yoga there are like some fads as well and so I teach close alignment yoga so basically yoga's been around for like a, a long time and you've got to think like when it first came out there wasn't the science that we've got now so after some of the poses that we used to put ourselves in aren't healing to the body they're actually causing more harm so I think it's really important as yoga teachers that we adapt our practice and to make um, yoga safe for people we want it to be healing not harming there's I know like uh, there's, there's ashtanga um, classes so ashtanga yoga teachers and that's a very scripted class so it can be the same if you went to an ashtanga class here in the UK or if you went and did one in India for, uh, say for example hot yoga now some people really like hot yoga I personally, I just, it's just the heat of it. I just can't get into the moment. I'm constant. I feel like, you know, when you're on a holiday sunbathing and it gets that hot, it's all you can think about is jumping in the pool to cool down. Yeah. That's yeah. like when I'm in it. I mean, and that's not the whole idea of it. That I'm, <laughs> I'm distracted. I want to be more in that present moment. Yeah. And then, but yeah, it, it is. Some people like it. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with these styles of yoga. I'm just trying to say about the different ones. They mm. hot yoga is. Obviously, it gets you more relaxed because, um, obviously, from the heat. But then it can also cause you to go over your range of motion or with your flexibility, cause an injury because you are so warmed up. And it's just, yeah, you don't you don't need that flexibility in your body, or you've gone over, yeah, you've gone over your range of flexibility and then causing yourself injury, which is not what we want as well. Yin yoga is lovely. That's basically going to hold poses like for three to five minutes get really relaxed into the pose, really open up, helps release like fascia, any tension in the body. God, there, there's loads. There's even naked yoga. I don't Whoa. do Whoa. naked yoga. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> That's a new one. I've never heard of you. Well, I guess it's naked everything in life, isn't it? But I've never heard of naked yoga. Naked yoga. Yeah, there's loads of different styles. You know, go go try them out. See which one works best, you know, for, for you. I think, like I say, there are so many different ones. There's people that come to my classes and, and, you know, I don't take it personally if they don't want to come back. It's because, you know, I'm, I'm not for everyone and, other people, you know, they'll hopefully find someone else that, that is for them and just don't give up with it kind of thing, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm going to your first class and being like, oh, God, I'm like that. Um, yeah, so there's loads of different types, but they're just, like, a few of them. But I'd 100% recommend those two YouTube channels for yoga practice, definitely. You'll have to send me those links over and I'll add them up to the... Um description bit wherever it is for i always get confused you know people on youtube like oh description below i because obviously it's so different on android and um iphone i never know what to say to people because i don't know where it is but yeah whatever phone you're on guys the notes will be there and they will have like the links <laughs> i think one point and another so if you are yourself at home like with any practice that you do in please make sure that you do listen to your body and that you you are going to be holding poses so you are going to feel that tension that's what we want to get rid of. But don't force your body because that's just going to create more stress and more tension in the body. I, I think that's what I learned. So when I first started practicing yoga, like I said, it was more athletic based. I was like, I want to do the splits. I am going to, you know, I really want to do them. So I'm going to force my body to do it. And I can't remember not being able to walk for days because I'd pushed it too much. And then that's not healing. That's not what yoga is all about. And actually, that's the whole journey I've been on and what I've learned. So if you do want to get into like a pose or 
if you think, oh, that's really cool, then just persevere with it. Take your time. Be patient and listen to what your body's telling you when to back off. Don't push through any of that pain. It's supposed to be healing, not harming. I think, again, that links so much with, um, I think, like, Instagram's great because it's kind of then, it's helped me start yoga. Like, with that, I don't think I would be, well, I wouldn't have met you. And there's there's so many things it's opened up to. But I also think it's given this impression that yoga is just about these fancy poses that we put ourselves into. And it's it's not at all. It, you know, that's like a small part of it. I think it's good to be able to have those goals of, like, I want to be able to do the splits or whatever, or a handstand or pigeon. But... It, there's so much more to it than that and yeah so please just be gentle with yourself come from a self-love point of view yeah i think yeah. something else you've mentioned as well is like it's not you go to one class and then you think oh it's just not for me and i think this is very this can be applied to so many different things whether it's prep or not so you for example you have one bad contest experience i put this on on a previous episode if i would have taken that experience and think right every single experience is like that i wouldn't have gone into another contest prep this year hands down oh, and i think it's the same with meditation if you have i'm not you, the first two weeks i was getting so pissed off i was like well can't focus blah 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 but then over time you do get better with it and i think it's the same with yoga it's, i think it's just the same with everything Aww. Yes, try everything once, but just accept that sometimes it's going to take a little bit longer and sometimes you just need to kind of tweak things and trial things a little bit more to find that kind of fit. And the same with coaches. I've had loads of coaches, but I've now got to that place that I'm settled and I'm with my coach. But without going through those other trials and tribulations, I wouldn't have got to that point. I think it kind of has a bit of a similar kind of thing with yoga and meditation, I think. Yeah, I think we decided to work that instant gratification if you want to buy something here like even the same day or the next day everything's just there on demand isn't it for us and i think so we've kind of forgot that we have to work at things and that things aren't just going to happen overnight like if you think if you're going into meditation and you're trying it once your brain has been thinking that way for however old you are it's not going to change overnight you need to give things time and patience you know you think like when you're in prep and stuff it doesn't happen overnight and it requires all those other things and you know having that when things are hard having that inner strength to just push through to keep on going i think that's another side so more of the mental side of yoga is it focuses on the yoga ethics, so like yamas and niyamas. And you say so you've got, so self-love is ahimsa, being kind to ourselves. Like I've learned such a lot from that. And there's another one like tapas, which is all about that inner fire and determination. And you can then use that when you're, you know, when you're in the gym and, you know, you're really struggling to get that last set out, those, you know, those final reps. It's that having that inner determination and perseverance to then push through while still being kind to your body whilst being patient for results to come yeah so i think that's that's a huge thing that, that that's like another like things to talk about is all the things that you can learn again like i say off the mat that you've learned on the mat or the yoga ethics and stuff and applying into other things in life helping with really your prep difficult life situations we don't just you know, not just giving up just because things get tough and also being content with where you are on your journey whether it's on your journey in prep or when you've been on that stage and things haven't gone you haven't got the pacing that you wanted just being grateful for the, that journey being 
kind to yourself for all that your body has just done. Your body's been through such a lot to get you up on that stage mentally and physically. It's, it's been incredible. Again, self-love, being kind to yourself and then having that focus to set those new goals and then stick with them, being reflective. Totally agree with all of it. And another thing as well, people forget how grateful they are to have two arms and two legs that work. And yeah. yoga for me and meditations really helped me to kind of get more connected with that. When you get so self-absorbed with prep, I do think it's necessary to get self-absorbed in some respects. But it's just remembering that some people can't walk without having some sort of support. Some people can't lift a weight because they haven't got an arm to actually the weight. You know, it's little things like that. And be reminding yourself, I think as you look at, Oh, what was I say? Do you see what I mean? Because yeah. this is culture that we're in and the industry, it's like everyone's got a fully functioning body. So it's like, what what else have you got? But I think it's just remembering that in the outer world, some people actually haven't got, we're probably looking in, even at that person that's got last place and said, oh my gosh, like, I wish I could even be able to get to that stage. Oh, yeah. I think that is really hard because <laughs> you go into win. But, yeah, that's something that really helped me last year. It's just reminding myself, like, when I first started weightlifting, I couldn't even go up the stairs without being in pain. I couldn't even run to the bus. like, And it was just reminding myself of those little things. I thought, oh, damn, I am really being a moany little shit for nothing. Like, when you really think and go back to basics, you realise that a lot of the things that you're moaning about and having these self-hate things about, other people in this society would actually laugh at you and be like, can you hear yourself? Do you see what I mean? I think it just helps to have that gratitude, being content, like I say, where you are and, and having gratitude for all that your body and your mind can do for you. And I think I always try and at the end of my, at the end of my classes, I, I know that some people probably might feel frustrated because they couldn't do a certain pose or they struggled with something or their mind might be thinking about something else as well. But I always bring it back to saying having gratitude for our bodies, for all that they've just done for us. You know, even those things that we might have found difficult or we might not have been able to get fully into a pose. But, you know, your body just does amazing things for you all the time. And like you said, just taking that joy in those simple things in life, being able to walk. Because, you know, there's some people there that would love to be able to do that. Have, like, two legs. Or it can it, you can think about it with so many things in life. And, you know, then feeling gratitude for those little things. They're not little things, they're huge things, but sometimes we forget how lucky we already are and yeah. it can and then again being positive about those things and then it puts you on a better mindset to be focused and, and i think there's nothing wrong with sometimes you know sitting on a pit pot and being like oh god this has gone wrong or this isn't right that doesn't look right i couldn't do that i couldn't do this that's okay because sometimes we need to go through that you know to then clear our minds but just don't stand that pity pot forever I love that. Do not stay in a pity pot forever. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's really funny because I usually end the podcast with what makes you not just a bikini girl, but we already know what makes you not just a bikini girl. So you've kind of screwed up my end piece usually. Well, do you know what's quite funny is that, so my sister, she started listening to your podcast and she said, oh, so what are you going to say at the end when they say, when, when, when she says, when you're not just a why, what makes you not just a bikini girl? And uh, my sister said that I could say um, about me being deaf. Because <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. hear her. Yeah, it was funny how she was talking to me about it. But yeah, 
but there's lots of things that make me not just a bikini girl because I'm not a bikini girl. But yeah, yeah. I, I can't hear very well. But again, I ha- I'm grateful that you know that I do have hearing left and that I live somewhere in a country where I can get hearing aids to help me hear. There you go. So as a finishing with a bit of gratitude there. 100%. And it sounds really silly. I know we mentioned this before we started, but I completely forgot again. What? That you had a knee. Oh, that was actually... <laughs> <Say> what? That, <laughs> that you had um, hearing aids. Yeah, well, I just... um Sometimes things like, like this, then it, it is difficult for me to hear, but I can hear you clearly. I just get so conscious that... Say if people don't know me, and say you come and talk to me from behind... I'd hate for them to think I'm being ignorant. It's just that I haven't heard them. So if anyone out there that thinks I'm ignorant, I really am not. I just probably haven't heard you. Just give me a bit of a whack. And, and do you know, that's talking of that. There was, I was um, watching this video by this girl called Nikki Aris, who I mentioned earlier. And she was talking about like negative people and negative situations and saying like how, like with negative people, that you don't know what they've been through. So again, like some people might, you know, if they think I have been ignorant with me, so think I'm being negative, but I just haven't heard them. That's not, it's just like being that bit empathetic. And I, I said to you, I don't know how you did body power because my, for people that don't know, I actually had a hearing aid for a couple of years when I was between the ages of 16 to 18. And I used to hate being in loud places like body power because I just could not like distinguish all the noise going on in my head, and even like things now. If I'm watching TV and someone's talking, oh, I, I can't. I literally have to say to them, I have to like pause the TV because yeah. I'm like, I can't focus on both because it's just too much for mm. me. So no, really, hats off to to you to do body power because even for myself, I was like, had to. I had to really focus because my hearing is still like it's technically normal, but it's like borderline. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm hearing aids off if things, you know, if it is too noisy, if I'm like, I had someone listen to this, just switch them off. No, I'm not like that. That just made me ignorant. <laughs> no, but if, if, um, I wish, if, I think everyone wishes they could just have that. Like, they just go, <laughs> mute someone. <laughs> but yeah, when it is like a, somewhere where it's really noisy and loud, um, it, the microphones on the hearing aid just really pick up that, making it difficult to like, actually hear and talk to people so again apologies out there if i've just like sometimes nodded along to you and said yes to something that i shouldn't have said yes to or offended you it's because i couldn't hear you <laughs> and that's the thing you don't want to sometimes you don't want to say what what because it gets the fifth time you're like oh i'm really pissing them off now i know i kind of have a bit of like a, a, a two what rule so yeah be like what i think I really didn't hear them i'm just gonna say it again like oh pardon and then uh say it again if you kind of really didn't hear them then I, I'm like with, with my husband. He's um, yeah, his patience wears a little bit thin, which is understandable. Living with me all the time, and especially when I don't have my hearing aids at home, and um, he's definitely got a two what rule. Like if I go past say asking what a third time, then oh, I'm not repeating myself again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to definitely adopt that two what rule. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. I really do think it's something that more girls should be adopting. So please do let us know if you have found this helpful. If you've started doing more things with yoga or meditation of course you know where to go to if you ever want a second opinion like Caroline's been so good with myself and just even just following her Instagram feed actually it's kind of that gentle reminder sometimes for me to go oh I really need to do this more or I really need to do that more and I said to you I do like I always forget what it's called the sun soul the sun yeah 
Salutations. Again, the sun, sol- it's, it's sun salutations. That's the one. But yeah, I do that. And even just that, if I'm really, like, stretched for time, even if I just do that in the mornings, I just feel, like, so energised. It's so good. It gets your heart rate up, and um, if it really moves your whole body. You can make it more of a bit of a workout, making it more faster-paced, especially... Obviously, they're designed to be done in the morning, like saluting the sun. But you think you've been stagnant for such a long period of time when you're sleeping and you just develop that muscle tension because your muscles are at rest. And, yeah, so it's really important to move in the morning. It doesn't have to be long, like just even just a few minutes to stretch it out. Think what animals do when they get up in the morning. Like dogs, I know Bert does. He really stretches out when he first wakes up in the morning. He's a yoga plug. <laughs> yoga plug. Oh, I love that. You should have his own... He should have his own little Instagram account, a yoga pug. A yoga pug. I know, he loves it. He loves getting oh, on my... <laughs> So cute. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And if you do, again, if you want to ask any questions, go ahead at Caroline. And if you have liked this, then please do go and subscribe and leave a review. We're on 25 reviews on our last chats. Like, what the fuck? And one of them's yours, which I love. Thank you so much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm happy to get Caroline on. Again, if there's any, like... Technical, technical questions you want us to cover um, and yeah see you guys in the next episode